time for the Gore and More podcast. Gonna have a good time. Gonna have a good time. Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're going on now. A ball break, walking hand in hand in the moonlight. We'll be the sweets all day. I swear we'll never part. We're going on now. A ball break, running in the sand, feeling alright. And what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Gormore Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, Chad Christman. What's up, bitches? Big Johnny D. What's up, Gorehounds? And the killing machine himself, Bobby Amone. How the fuck are you? Mm-hmm. Today is April 12th, 2021, and we got a doozy of an episode for you today, but you know what time it is. It's time for your slice of life. Big Johnny D, what did you do? Yo, buddy. Uh, well, let's see. I had a pretty decent week. I got my first shot of 5G on Friday. Um, unfortunately, I was also on the verge of getting sick for my daughter. So that literally just exacerbated the fuck out of it. So I was stuffed up as fuck this weekend. Kind of sucked. But even though uh, I was sick, we still prevailed through and click. We still prevailed through. Got fatality out with me and Brody. <laughs> However, uh, we did go a little Schneider cut again. Um, so obviously, the boss man and I got together, made a couple new intros, and we split that bitch in half. So we're getting two new episodes. So yeah, our, our episode count from our audio to our live is just way the fuck up right now. And uh, yeah, <laughs> just kind of goes with the shit show mentality. Other than that, man, uh, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, man, uh, been pretty good. Had a little play day with my daughter's friend on Saturday and shit. And then, uh, like oh. I said yesterday, I just fucking been, I just slept all day because I felt like shit. But I woke up, watched this awesome movie for the first fucking time, and uh, I am here excited to talk about it with you fellas. Right Bobby, on, how man. you been, buddy? Who me? You said me? Oh, I said Mr. Bobby. <laughs> well, why, you, you like, you, well, you like it was almost like an out of order. We always go to chat, but okay, I'm good. I figured I was going to go counterclockwise this time. <laughs> um, I'm good. I had a good weekend myself. Uh, I spent the Saturday uh, after, well, yeah, afternoon with some family. I finally sat and watched Godzilla versus King Kong, and yeah, being a Godzilla a fun fan, being a, a Godzilla fan, I'm happy to say the real king. Did his job. That's all I'm gonna say, and everything like that worked out nicely. <laughs> I, I, I I don't know, man. It's kind of hard not to root for Kong when they gave him such an awesome no story no, I, arc no in that movie. No, I totally will give him that. Absolutely, overall great movie. For have once, we all maybe, seen it yet? Has everybody I, seen I it? I have. TJ, you've seen it. TJ has not seen it. I will not say anything. Never mind. Yes. Keep going, so we can't, Well, well, you boys saw it, but you're gonna see it again. Uh, I was once again mm. a bad boy, and um, everybody out there knows Army of Darkness. I have the 1998 um, Ash from that movie in mint. Pretty good from uh, Fuck the yeah, box. Buddy. Look, look at that baby. He was Look's expensive. He's he was expensive. He was expensive. <laughs> uh, how expensive? About two. Say? About two. Eh. I, I, you know what, dude? Honestly, compared to like some collectibles I've looked at. That seems kind of like the normal, maybe. Yeah, that's, well, that's I mean, unexpected. Well, I mean, for this, I didn't. I for those, I never paid that much because as a child, I had them. Yeah, but you didn't so, say five. If you said five, I might slap you through the camera. But right. if, listen, if the price tag said five, I would have just went like this. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> so I was doing that. But um, no, it was a good weekend. Pretty chill. No complaints. Like I said, Godzilla, this. That was it. It was really chill. 
I, I, I had no gripes with it. And then came to watch this movie a few times in the past 24 hours. Wow. And, um, damn, because I did not watch this. I, I always saw the remake. Mm -hmm. So, but no, this was good. And to say <laughs> it, <laughs> well, you know, you're going to have to tell I'm us sorry, to edit it out of it at some point, man. Yes. But um, to say that this movie fits in the current time we're in, whew, that's a loaded gun waiting to go <laughs> off. But we'll talk about that as we get into it. Chad, give me your slice of life. Well, as you guys remember, I wasn't on last week. I was at a funeral. Uh, unfortunately, a friend of mine passed away. He lost his fight to cancer. I mean, he was he, he was young. He was like 48. So, you know, it sucks. And uh, and I miss him. But, you know, I don't have to dwell too much on it. We want to talk about happy things and fun things. Uh, I'm actually on third day three of a three day weekend. I have to nice. work the next at least seven days straight. I have to work Tuesday through Sunday. Hopefully we're getting a break after that for a day or two and then working a regular schedule. But I'm looking at a string of 10 hour days. For the rest of the week, really? That's gonna four twenty. Four twenty, baby. We got a we got a huge. That is true. Shot. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah it's oh, gonna yeah, be busy, but <laughs> originally they wanted us to come in at from do uh, nine to five thirty, and I suggested seven to five thirty. That way we can get a little bit of overtime, not ruin our schedule, and we take some of that uh, pressure off of night shift too. Because they've been working uh -huh. it hard for us when we've been leaving, you know, on normal three thirty, and I wanted to, you know, kind of take a little bit of the pressure off of them, let them get a little bit of a rest too. Word. Whose nice, phone dude. do I hear? Not, not mine. Uh, that might be mine. Hold on, let me just take. I'm not popular off. enough to get stuff in the in the middle. I was like, I'm sharing stuff, and someone's getting notifications. I mean, that's I, probably I, mine. I'm also sharing stuff, buddy. <laughs> I got people texting me, but they know I'm in the show. So don't worry, I'm paying know. attention. I'm just sharing as well. But yeah, aside from that, you know, just been kind of relaxing and uh, picked up a few new things over there in the corner, still sitting there in the package. I got a original uh, Jaws 3D theatrical poster. Nice. And nice. I got it for a, I got it for a nice price. I think I paid 30, 35 bucks for it. So oh, I got it for bad. a steal. And it's rolled. Most posters back then were folded. Yes, they were. <gasps> so a rolled copy of that is extremely rare. Wow, no creases. Very nice. Dude. Yeah, a rolled copy of any of those it's, old it's not It's not mint rare. condition. It's got some, you know, a little bit of wear and tear. I want to get a frame for it, hang it up. I used to have one. See, back in the day, um, one of the I used to have one, say. <laughs> Well, what, no, one of the local theaters, they, there was like a festival going on, like a like a like a fair going on. And they were just mm -hmm. selling their old stock of posters. And I found that that was the first. And I think I paid like five bucks for it. Nice. But it's, it's since been through so many moves. It's been put up on the wall, taken down so many times. It's completely deteriorated. So this is just basically a replacement for that. That's always a sad day when that happens, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was my first poster, but and I still have it somewhere. But it's just not. Not in the best condition. This is much better condition. I'll take much better care of this one. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So aside from that, you know, just picking up a couple small items like I, I've never I haven't shown you guys this. Now look this bad boy. <gasps> Gizmo! Gizmo! No. Not Look Gizmo. Again. Not Wait. Gizmo. One of the other generic Mogwais that you never <laughs> see figures or any it's anything not, of. Yeah, it is, you usually see Spike, right? That's, you see Stripe or you see Gizmo. Never a regular, Stripe. normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill Mogwai. I was like, oh. holy shit. Like, I gotta have that, because you never see those. It's always Gizmo. That's Yeah, that's true, yeah. Gizmo now, is everything. Pardon my uh, 
stupidity here, but how do you tell the difference? Like, was it the eyes? Yeah, yeah Gizmo has the solid the brown and then the white patch right here. Thank you. Okay. Nice. Very nice, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I finally got my part five Roy Burns Jason. He's actually back there in the case with the other Jasons now. Did you open him up, I'm assuming? Of course. Put him oh, on that's right. You, you don't keep it in a box. That's right. You no, no, no. I'm I, the same I, way, dude. I fuck it. Yeah, put those bad I do, boys out. I do, I do both. <laughs> well, we know. You get two of each. <laughs> and like I was Bobby guys, with hash trucks as a kid, dude. And like I showed you guys in the chat yesterday, I got um, some of the NECA figures. The Alien 40th anniversary figures are on clearance now. Ooh. Yeah. And yesterday I picked up the Xenomorph and I picked up Kane. Ooh. And today I found Ash, but I didn't. I didn't really want Ash, but I had to have the Kane figure because it has the alternate head with the face hugger. The um, he's the Undertaker's brother. The Xenomorph figure is the same one that's in the Ultimate Chap Edition, but it doesn't have any of the extras. So there's no egg, there's no face hugger, there's no chest burster. It's literally just the, the alien. Okay. That's awesome, dude. It sounds like you got some uh, sweet fucking merch this weekend. I did. I did. But, you know, aside from that, just watch this movie like you guys watched Godzilla vs. Kong last weekend. Really enjoyed it, but not the best out of the MonsterVerse series. I still think King of the Monsters was best. King of the Monsters, Skull Island, this, Godzilla. Yeah, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I could see why. Yep. Yeah. Wait, did you put King Skull Island above King Congress Godzilla or below it? Yes. Yeah, Just a little I like, above. I, I do like Skull Island, dude. It's really good. That's a good movie. Anyways. <laughs> okay, moving on forward. Uh, the Brody Kane Brother thing. Man. Yes, I'm going to get him right there. Brother Man, what's new with you, buddy? Okay, so I gave in to Temptation, and Ooh. I did a bunch of pre-orders for June. So I went and I... Got some arrow pre-orders added to my bird with the crystal plumage. So I got Ooh. this uh, Years of Lead, five classic Italian crime thrillers from 1973 to 1977. And that has these films in it. Where the hell's the list? Uh, Sal uh, Savage 3 from 1975. Rabid Dogs, 1976. 38 Colt 38 Special Squad, 1976. Highway Ra Racer, 1977, and Happily Resolved in 1973. So, uh, yeah, a bunch of Polizioteschi films from the 70s. I'm just, I'm just hyped because it's a lot of the same people made Jallo films as well. So it's, it's cool. Definitely cool seeing that. I also got the uh, Stylist Limited Edition from Arrow, and then from Severn, I ordered Strike Commando One and Two, the Rambo. Low budget ripoffs, dude. Those <laughs> nice. look fucking phenomenal. Those look fun. And then I have a copy of Nosferatu in Venice on its way. For those of you who don't know, uh, there's a full feature length documentary about Klaus Kinski's career on that Blu-ray. So it's like a two for one when you Nosferatu buy that. Nosferatu in Venice. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it is an unofficial sequel to Werner Herzog's Nosferatu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sweet, dude. Fucking a, but yeah, just being a whore for Arrow and Severn films as always. And then they announced a couple more things uh, last week. So it's kind of like an endless cycle of me saving money and then just pre-ordering it for months in advance. And yeah. 
I Either way, hope, I only hope Sarah comes home every day and it just sees more boxes of DVD, like Blu-rays and shit. Right. Why <laughs> the fuck? That would, no, Steph. That's Steph right there. She shakes her head and just goes. <laughs> oh, that's oh, what I get every time I want to show you guys home. this. Look, look, look. I forgot. Look. Show us. Camera one. Camera two. Ooh. <laughs> Fancy boy. Yeah. That's like the blowjob camera right there. Like, hey, baby. <laughs> no, that's the camera you use while you're getting it. Because over here, you'd be seeing a head go up and down. Like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like I said, okay. well, I was going more the POV shot, but yeah. Yeah, I knew where you were going, John. I, yeah, thank I, you, Bobby, man. I don't know where the hell he's going. <laughs> <laughs> up and down. So, uh, what do we say, gentlemen? Shall we hop into this episode? Yes, let's do this. Let's knock the fuck out of this. Okay, guys, so this week's film is 1973's The Crazies, directed by the Yinzer god of horror, George A. Romero, written by George A. Romero and Paul McCullough, produced by A.C. Croft, starring Lane Carroll as Judy, Will McMillan as David, Harold Wayne as Jones. Oh, sorry, Harold Wayne Jones is playing. (laughs) Lloyd Holler as Colonel Peckham. Lynn Lowry as Kathy, Richard Liberty as Artie, Richard France as Dr. Watts, Harry Spilbin as Major Hryder, Will Disney, not Walt, as Dr. Brookmeyer, <laughs> Edith Bell as the lab technician, and Leland Stair- Stairs- Stairns as Starns? Shelby. Starns. Starns. Shelby. Music by Bruce Roberts, cinematography by S. William Hinsman, edited by George A. Romero, distributed by Cambest Films, released March 16th, 1973, runtime of 103 miniozos, budget $275,000, gross to $143,000. Close. No, it's, that's bad. That's pretty bad. No, it, it, there's a reason for it, by the way. It's it's Yeah. Yeah, we'll hear about it then. By the way, uh, the cinematography by S. William Hinsman. You realize who that guy is, right? Tell us, Daddy. He is the original Cemetery Zombie and the original Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Oh no! He shit. also played a minor part in this as well. Yes, he did. He was one of the guys um, who was shooting at the uh, all the officers in the building. There. Is the guy from Trixie the crazy dude from Dawn of the Dead on the TV? Yeah, with the eye patch. Yeah, yes. doctor. Yes, he is. That was an instantly where I knew him. I was like, where's his eye patch? <laughs> <laughs> we get similar dialogue with his rants about the end of the world. And yeah, and I yeah. fucking love it, dude. I could have, you could have gave me like 20 more minutes of that dude just fucking ranting. Mm-hmm. That that like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, it was great. This is uh, one of three films he made between Night and Dawn. It would be this season of The Witch and Vanilla Twilight. Is it? Is you it made Vanilla those Twilight? all between 73 and 78. Yeah. Let me double check the vanilla Twilight. Uh, I want to watch this Twilight. That sounds like an excellent fucking vape flavor, dude, honestly. (laughs) Oh, sorry. There's always vanilla. Sorry. Vanilla Twilight. Let's go with vanilla Twilight. I like vanilla Twilight. No, there's always vanilla. I don't know. I've never watched that film, actually. It's a romantic comedy. Oh, isn't it? Yep, it's a rom-com. Isn't it exploitative? I don't comedy, know, but the other, one, the other one is the season of the witch. It's mm. like a, it's like a slutty witch. So Ooh. it's like, yeah. So, and I don't know if you guys know this is is the um, Nicholas Cage season of the witch a remake of that or a totally different movie? I don't I'll, believe so. totally um, different. Yeah, okay. that's totally fair different. enough. Never watched it, so I don't know. 
Either one of them. All righty. So, how about we get that three-minute Trailioso? Yeah, let's put yes. it on. Chad, say the line. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Oh, yeah. Uh, we never thought it would happen. Nobody gets in or out of that town now. Is that clear? The girl just died. How do you intend to let the people know about all this? We were asleep. They dragged us right out of the house. Are we under martial law? Don't talk to me or anybody else unless you get a voice print check. Oh, hell's broke loose in town. Nobody knows what's going on. Now look, you just can't push us around this way. We've got to get a nuclear weapon in the air above that town. I taken me no push. They started something they can't stop. The crazy. Something that inflames. Something that brutalizes. It's madness unleashed by human error. The crazy. Can they tame it before time runs out? I'm a key man on the 50 team. A key man! I'm one of the developers of the goddamn thing! Now, if you want me to get that job done, you get me the stuff I need, and you get it the hell out of here before the morning's over! A small town becomes a giant stockade. Evan City must be contained or leveled. We're all concerned with Evan City, Mr. Hawks. If we have to push the button, we just say the weapon went off. Get me the president. Three thousand six hundred and fourteen people are trapped by an unknown enemy. Five are on the run. Can they escape the spreading fury of the crazy? We can make it. I know it. Stop it! Stop it! They're coming, David! They're coming. Don't move. We gotta get out of here. Jesus, man. And I want a weapon search for the entire town. Watch it, Bucky! This is exactly the kind of thing we're trying to prevent! A lethal terror snowballs into hell. In there! Madness runs rampant. We'll dope it out. Sooner or later. Sooner or later. The crazy. Wow. Whoa, we lost two of our. Ho- hey, they're there. No, nah, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Yeah. Um, Dude. Yeah, I said there was some kind of connection issue, and then all I could see was myself. Yeah, but so, then my thing I still had it. Guess what? We're good on our end. So that uh, <laughs> that trailer was a great refresher, man. If you needed to remember what the fuck happened in the whole movie, yes, <laughs> yes it is. Like, uh. oh, that was great. That was a great trailer. Yeah, like, usually long trailers suck. But... Experience any of the issues that Chad was just talking about? Because I would say, like on our end, I think like the viewers yeah, I mean, end, we were good. good. Yeah. yeah, I unfortunately was not. Wa- Sometimes I watch on my phone. I wasn't at this moment, but. All righty. Yeah, let's talk about this film, guys. All right. You want a plot rundown first, buddy? That would yeah. be an excellent idea. Who, who right. picked this? 
That would be me. Okay, do it. Run it down right. for us. So, on the verge of starting their own family, a firefighter and a nurse struggle to survive in a town quarantined by the military following an accidental release of a contagious bioweapon. As Colonel Peckham and the scientists who developed the disease attempt to contain the virus, a violent conflict erupts between the military, the frightened townspeople resisting martial law, and the victims of the pathogen, the crazies. There's this. There it is. Ooh, look at that fucking cover. That is that nice. That looks wonderful. I'm not gonna lie, dude. If I could find one of the cover that of like for posting for today, I would like that. Or a poster of that. Yeah. See, I saw yeah. that one too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like the one with the That's bloody guy on the fountain, though. Like, yeah. That shit. I wish. I wish this had code name Trixie though, for the alternate. That is the alternate title of this. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, the the format I well when we get to it uh, that's what it's called that actually didn't come up as the crazies that's really same. I have, I I've, I don't think I've ever seen a version that comes up as the crazies I've only seen the code name tr- Trixie so I'm this this is what I was talking to Brody about I was like I, so I wonder when Arrow did the restoration if they scanned a print from overseas since they're a UK based company that used the name code name Trixie so that's why we get that version that says code name Trixie and not the crazies at the title screen. If that makes mm, sense. Dude, I swore mine okay. said the crazies. How did you watch it, John? We'll get to that later. <laughs> so, Fair enough. depending <laughs> who uploaded that, mm. it could be whatever transfer it is. Because I can t- promise you this one, the arrow one, is the, which is why I'm saying that I think it's they whatever negative they scanned. Okay. It just so ha- because they also did the same thing with the mutilator negative. They used the fall break mm. instead of the mutilator title screen. Nice. So, yes. Good yeah. callback, by the way. Good uh, so yeah let's discuss gentlemen this was a very interesting movie to be honest yeah um, i think that's yeah that's probably the best way to to, to sum it up at a broad spectrum let's yes. let's get all the stuff that would get the stream taken down out of the way right now okay so i'm gonna i'll just list it how about we do that yes so we get you, you government go for we get government conspiracies we get military takeovers we get no knock raids we get unibrows we get weird <laughs> father on daughter action Ooh. oh that was uh, that was horrible we get yeah that was <laughs> um we get full just crazy government conspiracy mm-hmm. to the max conspiracy theorists wet dream right there and mm-hmm. some of the coolest and funniest footage i've seen in movie and completely makes more sense than like let's say okay so the even though we've seen the reboot the reboot tries to make it like you know dark and scary and cinematic thank you this one realizes that people are just going nuts so yeah Mm -hmm. some people are gonna go like fucking killer mad but then you're also gonna have some bitch who's sweeping the field that was hilarious. So, yeah. you know what I mean? That was a little bit of a, I'm like, wait, what? Thank you, George Romero, for that. Because that right there. And I got to, okay, so here's a question. No, you know what? That's going to be for big questions. Never mind. Other than that, I think this is a, it was a fun movie. Was it a perfect movie? No. no. Um, Very enjoyable, though. And dude, for what, almost 50 years old? Very with the times at this moment. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Well, as you just say that to say that that's probably is the biggest understatement um, of the year, because this literally I mean, okay, maybe certain things that this movie does that we don't know if has happened or hasn't happened yet, Mm -hmm. but could could totally see it happen in in a minute, because just just why if anybody of today 
watches this movie instantaneously you're like oh yeah that was us for basically the past year i mean to some to, so, to some degree mind well you, not only that but touch to, on that yes and potentially could still get to that point given situation you know what i mean like it's yeah, and just that's, and that's true because we're nowhere we're not done yet and this who is wants that to read movie, that you know what are we I'm, reading i'm not going to read it on there but uh, who, who wants to read that? That's directly from the CDC website. And if there, if, if I was going to mention something that was going to get us taken down, it'd be that. Um, do you, just read, so, read, do you yeah. want that or do you? Yeah, just, I can read it if you want. Do you want us to read I, it or I, do you I, want us to point out people in that direction I, to read it? I, I, I mean, it's taken directly from the website, a screenshot. So read Why it. Why would you just pull it down then? If it's okay. from CDC. Okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. Sometimes we've been pulled down for some fucking I know, weird I shit. know, I know. So yes, if you want to read it, or I, it don't matter. Whoever wants okay. to read it. So let me put context before, I let's say, one of the boys reads it, okay? So earlier this year, I was browsing the CDC website, and I would look at some of their plans, and one of them stuck out to me, and I screenshotted it and sent it to my mother. My mother was like, okay the fuck is this and, <laughs> and she, she looked into it and she's like there's no way this will ever happen she's like don't worry about it so the fact that i like i've seen this movie before so it mm -hmm. really freaked me out after reading this so read it and then draw your parallels who wants to read it if anybody who doesn't want to i can read it again i guess no, go for it, it. all right oh, Jim, Chad. I'll do it. So, so it's, it's called ahead, the buddy. shielding approach. The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between individuals at higher risk of developing severe disease and the general population. High risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe or green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp, sector or community level, depending on the context and setting. They would have minimal contact with family members and other low risk residents. Uh, current evidence indicates that older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions are at higher risk for civilian, you know, so this is what people mean when they talk about the uh, COVID concentration camps. Yes. Mm. So what the scene that you got in the gymnasium of this movie <laughs> is, is, yeah. is what this is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The shielding approach. It's yeah. literally just, and I mean, yeah, you do see this in like other drastic situations obviously you know like hurricanes and all that other shit like sometimes yeah. there's a community center but this is so not just okay yeah. you take romero's filming style his realistic way of Which capturing is images scenes and the way that he writes his stories and the way that he portrays certain characters and then you couple that with today's shitstorm of the society and the current <laughs> situation it when you watch this in today's climate, it, the, you just can't help but draw the parallels. And then whenever you see things like that, coupled with information like that, it's just it puts stuff in your mind and it scares you because the, this, it's the reality of it is. It is reality. And that's crazy. Yes, it what, is. Is this, and the worst part, I think, is this movie's almost 50 fucking years old. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not even recent. Like, no. And that's half and that's half the time since the last pandemic, too. Now, we all know George Romero is definitely more of a uh, he always shoots for a little like political activism in his movies. Yes. Yes. Guys, and, and that's because if you look at his films, he always portrays the army and the government in a negative light in some way that, again, he's a very liberal man. And, and all of his films have a very 
let's say subtext, whether he meant to or not during a discussion oh, with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Did I say it right? Yes. Guillermo, Guillermo. del Toro. Guer- oh, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, <laughs> he, he discusses that sometimes he was consciously doing it and other times he wasn't. But hindsight, looking back because of the way that things were at that time, he felt compelled to make films about that. So mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily doing it on purpose, but just kind of where his mind at was at the time. It I think it was of- definitely done on purpose in this instance, especially because like we were talking before the show, you know, this the Vietnam War was still going on. It was about yeah. this was what, two years before it ended. Yeah. So there was still a lot of anti-government, anti-establishment uh, protests and everything going on. Nobody mm-hmm. trusted the government. And- but, yeah. Especially for us just going in there and fucking, you know, doing yeah. what we had to do, but not really having to do what we had to do, you know? Like, right. And this, yeah. this definitely reflects the attitude of the time. I think like, in this case, it was definitely intentional. Like Brian De Palma said, you want to question. <laughs> Sorry, Brody. I was just looking at Brody's guy. <laughs> you want to question why we were in that war in the first place. Try to try to be one of the soldiers over there and then justify it yourself. Hmm. Two of the main characters in this film are. You know, their soldiers, characters were soldiers, in, yeah. in Vietnam. So. And it's interesting. If this film was made, uh, what, six years later, I feel like their depictions would be completely different because they were shit on when they got back, especially mm-hmm. in the later years. Nobody so again, if this film was made a little bit later, I feel like those characters would be a little bit different. How this much later are we now. talking? Like, Depends. Like, like you said, because I mean, like what? Well, we had Texas Chainsaw the next year, which was still Vietnam heavily influenced. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Chad, so, what year would we have really seen some of the uh, protests and stuff and whenever they come back? Oh, that would have been any time between, I would say... 77, ooh, 79, between those well, two the, years. The protests were going on way before that. That's basically what Woodstock was. Yeah. Right. So that was what, 69? That was 69. Yeah. Right. So yeah. anywhere from the mid-60s to the mid-70s, I would say. Mm-hmm. So this is like right smack dab in the middle right, of that, like yeah. high, just... Mm-hmm. Again, if you're in that climate, you got to put him yourself in the like, I'm an independent filmmaker in the 70s and I have these feelings and I have these political thoughts and I just need to get them all out. And that's what this is. This mm-hmm. is a conspiracy theorist's wet dream. This is an awesome fucking film. And it is. And then it's also a little too uh, close to home at the same fucking time. <laughs> Literally at no, the here's, same here's fucking an, time. Here's an interesting question. Do you think this is a situation where life imitates art? Like maybe somebody at the CDC saw this film and said, hey, that's actually a pretty good contingency plan. Possibly, yes. I, also I, could, think see, I could see that. I, I think it's both. I mean, obviously, the government's always okay, here's fucking the question. shit prior to this. Show me cinema that portrays it like this prior prior you want to have it the only okay. thing you would have is more like you have some crazy science fiction but even that's still not going to be necessarily anti-government no that you're was, talking, yeah. you talk 40 to 50s science fiction dude that's all like captain america pre like we are the best of the fucking best yes. i don't think i could honestly name a uh, contagion movie prior to this one to be honest i, I can't think of one i mean you can't even go Night of Living Dead, you know what I mean? No. Which is Romero's own work, but that still wasn't on this necessarily level because you were dealing with the small scale at that point. Yeah, I can't think of anything that before this that even remotely comes close to something like this. Easily, you could go back twenty years. There's nothing. All right. So what's our uh, what's our saucy Aussie think? 
<laughs> saucy Aussie. Oh, I love that. Well, let's let's yeah, see do. what he has to say. G'day, folks. It's your DKB You're back for another episode of Goromora. And this week, I'm here to talk to you about George A. Romero's The Crazies. Now, this is my first time watching this film. Uh, the OG, of course. Obviously, I've seen it everywhere in stores. The posts are here and there everywhere on social media. Um, just never gave it a shot. And that's mainly due to the fact that my love for the remake that I've watched before this and my God, that is a fucking great remake. And it is one of those rare remakes that no one has ever seen still to this day. If you haven't, go out and treat yourself because that's a fan-fucking-tastic film in itself. So, yeah, as I said, it was really hard for me to come into this film and push that shit aside and be like, go in with an open mind, as I do every week, and really appreciate this film. So... Um, especially with the name George A. Romero behind it. Look, I will say this, though. It's definitely not one of his stronger films, but it's definitely not one of his worst either. So I will talk about the positives of this film, and first of all, I'll talk about the themes and the stories. And I think for a 1970s film to elaborate on uh, this chemical warfare of an infectious disease that can really fuck us up and all that, it just relates so much well, relate so much to today, especially with um, the COVID and all that bullshit. So um, it, it really puts you in the perspective and point of view of these characters when the shit's going south. I mean, like, for instance, how many weeks did we have to sit inside and do fucking nothing? I mean, so. Is that the breathing? Is that what I hear? Is this breathing? Yes. Us fighting back in the military, military like shooting back at us, or trying to at least lock us up. You know, it's all these little things. But I really like as well when you watch these scenes. There'd be like a group of people like fighting the fucking military, and then you like look in the back, and it's just like one random unit just like doing something really stupid. <laughs> Clearly, he's the infected one. <laughs> it's the normal people to get shot up. So I really like what he does with that. And I'll also point out with one scene, and this made me piss myself laughing pretty hard. It's like the military come in, kicking all the people, like all the front doors in, come in, grabbing the parents, the kids off the couch. And there's this one kid. Oh, kudos to him. It's, it's fucking, it's acting like this that make a great film. Military guy comes in, picks the kid off off the couch, and this kid just starts. <laughs> he wants to kill him. It's like, how dare you take away my fucking TV time before bed? No one would have loved to have been to hear George A. Romero direct that kid. I mean, kudos to you, kid. You've got balls of steel to take the military. Balls, 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 <laughs> balls, balls, balls. Anyway, Big I'm going to finish off my score, and that is a 3.2. Anyway, this is your DKB signing out. Have a great day or night. I'll catch you next week. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Brody. I think it's safe to say he... He, he nailed that. He did. Yeah, he did. nailed that. No problem. Even with the score, because that's kind of I feel like that's you know think, we'll get yeah. to that. Yeah, I would agree with that. My views will differentiate from all of you. I that's fine. Have, yeah, I have a different view of this film. But anyway, you know what? I think like all of our views always kind of just mediate and kind of they all find them. They all find a meeting place. What's really funny is we take the time to discuss this and what I think nine times out of 10 is going to be my score coming into this. And at the end completely changes. I agree. 
Uh, yeah. we'll, one of us will say something that'll make us re reevaluate the entire movie. Oh yeah, that's, that's what it usually is. That's a great thing oh, to do. With the exception of the last house on the left, we all got really <laughs> sick and hated it. Terrible, hated it. <laughs> and I you, love Bobby. that you brought that up again in the new episode of uh, Lights Camera Exploitation. <laughs> how you yeah. just shit, you continually shit on that movie into other podcasts, and I fucking love it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you want to talk it's about how to make up a low budget movie? I was like, this is how you do it, and this is how you don't do it. Yeah, right. And then after you asked Brody, and Brody was just like, fuck you, Bobby, and fuck that movie. <laughs> I, appreciate, I appreciate the work. Yeah, you got a shout out there on like camera exploitation, buddy. It's nice. Congratulations, yeah, uh, you shithead. An episode about Easy Rider is out now on anywhere that you listen to audio only content. Spotify, baby. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I am missing my little notebook. I used to keep score. I was going to say, Chad, we got uh, a peek no. behind them curtains, buddy. Yeah. What's that? We got a peek behind them curtains, buddy. You ready? I ready think to, we are. I want to hear what is going on here. Okay. So the film movie was filmed in Evans City and Conoquanessing, Pennsylvania, also in Zelenopol. Uh Evans City is like, what, five miles from you, TJ? No way! Yeah, <laughs> the way he's pointing, it looks like it's right out the window. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's real close to him. Uh, many of the movie's bit players were locals. Actually, several of the white-suited soldiers were high school students. That old lady I can see that. is badass. Yeah, okay, we will yeah. talk about that. Oh my <laughs> god! Right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no Hollywood stuntmen were used in the crazies. Local firemen and licensed firework professionals handled all the action sequences, including the creation and employment of blood squibs. I don't think uh, really? the closest thing Romero yeah. got to a professional was Savini. Uh, right. <laughs> that yeah. was Dawn of the Dead, especially like you know, the, well, it comes to stuntmen, you know. That's and while this, while this was filming, Savini yeah. was most likely in Vietnam at the time. Yes, yeah, so they couldn't, could, couldn't even use yeah. it. I, I was sitting there watching this and I was like, Svein didn't do this film. I was like, where would he be? Oh, okay, that's yep. where he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was shooting at ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, continuing Holy on, shit. the burning house at the beginning of the film was a bit of serendipity for the film's crew. The local fire department was burning down an old house to practice putting out the fire and agreed to let the filmmakers set up and film the event. Isn't that Bobby's favorite Lady Annabellum song? Perfect. <laughs> and I don't know. I can't answer that. I, house on fire? <laughs> what is it? I don't know. The Burning name. house. Oh, okay. um, uh, well, uh, <laughs> no, speechless. Wait, wait, wait. No comment. Uh, no comment. I, I'm a little shocked that TJ would know Lady, Lady Antebellum at all. I am a man. Of many things. You're a very <laughs> cultured gentleman. Yes, right. I try. <laughs> Look at this distinguished gentleman. <laughs> the budget for the crazies was approximately 270000 and it was Romero's first union film, but he also employed a lot of actors from Pittsburgh and non-professionals from Evans City and Zillianople. Nice. Uh, the director actually makes two cameos in the film. The first is a local being herded into the high school, and the second as the president of the United States, seen from behind yeah. on the monitor. No shit. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. I, I do sometimes. I will say, like with his earlier films, like this and some of the, I always like sometimes forget that that's what he looked like at one time because I was so used to seeing him as an you're, older man. You're, yeah. you're expecting the white beard. And yeah, the, like, yeah. I, that's I what I'm expecting. And I'm like, I see him with the grim. Like that ain't right. <laughs> that's not Romero. Oh yeah, that's yeah. really old. It's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, wait a minute. It's, it's kind cool. of the same when you see pictures of Carpenter from when he was filming Halloween versus how he looks today. Right, it's yeah. very similar, but he had like a big fro. 
Carpenter's always been an old man to me. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> it was, his hair was always frizzed out. Yeah. Fuck it, hey, dude. Continue. Nice. The basis of the film was a script by Romero's friend and co-worker, Paul McCullough, entitled The Mad People. McCullough gave the script to Romero with his blessing to rewrite it, and Romero turned out a revised version of that that was made into the crazies. Oh, uh, Chad? Yes. Can I do a quick sidebar? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, so... Doing some of my research, as I do with Mr. Romero, well, on Mr. Romero, and uh, let's do a call back to our Dawn of the Dead episode. Okay. I, I talked to, uh, I found some more information on how Dario Argento became involved. With, really? Uh, with Dawn of the Dead, yes. So, randomly out of the blue, well, anyway, context. People kept asking Romero to make a sequel. And he was like, no, 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 I want to do other things. I want to do other things. I want to do other things. Randomly, Argento called his agent to get his home phone number. And Argento called him. And he picked up the phone. And he's like, ah, uh, hello. He's like, yeah, who is this? He's like, is this Romero? He's like, yes. Why you'll never make one of more zombie dead films? <laughs> he's like, what? Why you'll never make any more zombie dead film? I help you make zombie dead film. And he's like, Okay. And then literally that spawned them doing Dawn of the Dead and Martin together. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Argento was just like, I'm going to call Romero. Like, <laughs> so Argento had the power of the internet, but by himself. Yes. Like, like, I, you know what I mean? I like that. I like that all it took was his phone call to be like, eh, okay. Right. Sure. Oh, now, it, now it takes 500,000 fanboys. Before yeah. that, it just took fucking one guy. Meaning other than oh, Love it. people people like us, of course. Uh, well, you know. And it makes for a cool story. <laughs> it does. That, that True is cool. I like that. Yes. Continuing on. In the opening scene, special effects technician for the crazies, Regis Servinsky, plays the insane father, murders his wife and tortures the house. The children of cinematographer S. William Heinzman plays the ter- play the terrified kids in the scene. The house was originally slated for destruction, and the local filmmaker, the local fireman, let them film that part. So which part? We already knew that. Fuck it. So, so Bill Heinzman's kids were the kids in that scene, and the uh, special effects technician was the dad. That's awesome. Uh, this, uh, little sidebar. Did they say if the boys survived? Uh, I, don't, I, would I, don't assume, I don't remember no. if they did or not, no. I don't remember if they, because they said the girl didn't make it, but they were pretty sure they were, they they were pretty sure they could save the boy. They that's said what, they yeah, could save him they if said. they got if the doctor could get them to where they were trying to get them, but that would have to break oh, quarantine. Okay. So I assumed he just fucking died. Okay, I got you. I got you. Blech. Okay, according to George Romero, the only problem that ever came up with the people of Evan City, where the film was being shot, was about the filming of the final scene. In the conclusion, Colonel Peckham has to strip down and change clothes before being lifted off by the helicopter. Some of the locals saw the scene as it was being shot and took offense to the sight of a nude man outside. Romero said lawyers had to be called in to resolve the issue. They just they just saw this giant enormous black dick and they're like, Whoa, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Get a little man ass in this movie, even. So that really, that's the wow. Okay, I'm, continue. Can't even go there. I'm they wouldn't have seen though, him if they didn't have the UV light around him. Honestly, I'm just, just really surprised up. because this was the the era of free love and everything, peace, love, you know, all that. Fair. Apparently not. I guess so. Hippies. Well, then again, this is Evan City, so back then it was probably a pretty racist area. <laughs> yeah. 
We're not laughing at the racism. We're laughing. No, at we're TJ. laughing at TJ pulling yes. out the window. Visual gags. Sorry, audio. What is the audio-only version that going to sound like shit? <laughs> That's why I was like, wait a minute. We need to like make sure what the fuck we're doing. Here. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like blazing saddles all over again. Oh. <laughs> I apologize to the audio. <laughs> which was, which was, which was also we're not making light of racism. <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Visual gags. Wow. Go watch the live stream. If yes. You oh my God. Thank you, John, for pointing that out because that would never have occurred to me. <laughs> no, no problem, buddy. That's what I'm here for. <sighs> okay. So finally, the film did not have a wide release. Instead, playing in a limited number of theaters before opening in a different market. Romero later claimed that he felt the major reason the crazies failed at the box office was due to poor distribution. He stated that Hessel made a true attempt to adequately... He said that they made a true attempt to market the film, including releasing it under a variety of titles in different parts of the country, but it never managed to catch the public's eye. I have a feeling that marketing it under different titles is probably part of what hurt it, too. Yeah. Fucking yeah. pick one and go with it. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows what to go fucking watch because you changed it five different times. I got to say, I like the crazies better than Codename Trixie. I'm okay with either one, honestly. Like yeah, Codename, ha- Codename Trixie sounds like you're watching a movie about a stripper, which not. Okay, sad thing. part is. It's misleading. Oh, actually, you know what? You know, it sounds like a sexploitation spy thriller. Yes. Yes, it does. I when, I, that. All right. Again, when I was watching this thing, just not the movie you're trying to sell. <laughs> when I was Fair. watching this and I saw that title come up, I'm like, I do have the right movie, right? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, is there supposed to be a stripper pole here? Like, what the fuck are we watching? Mm. Like, Good old Trixie. Anybody know a Trixie? <laughs> did they did they ever ex- they never explained actually what Trixie stood for, right? It was just that was just the name. Uh, I, was, I think it. that was just the name they gave it. Okay. I, don't I didn't know it if it was like an you know, like a breakdown of some bullshit or not, but you mean like the C word? Mm. Mm. See you next Tuesday. No. Continuing. That's all I got, guys. Oh, okay. All right. All John, right. any questions? Yeah. We got a couple uh, of them. Um, and not that any of us are old enough to probably even know, but was that was ever I'm taking a piss meant anything different than I'm taking a piss? No, <laughs> not that I'm aware what of. What the fuck was with the, okay? Best line in the movie, and I'm sorry if you haven't seen it yet, you guys are listening to us in the sport. But our main dude, uh, what the fuck's his name, uh, David. So he's Green, up. Green Beret McDavid. McBain Thank you, sir. Mark. Yeah, yeah. So he mercs a soldier and is stealing his garb. And the fellow soldier comes up and he goes, hey, what are you doing up there? And he's like, oh, <laughs> I'm taking a piss. <laughs> this fellow soldier responds, taking a piss? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I ask, what the fuck else would taking a piss fucking mean? That's a very, that's well, a very good question. Okay. They are in hazmat suits. Correct. That is yeah. incredibly hard to get out of and get back in without help. But still, but, but, like, but still, so, what is, so David knew what taking a piss meant clearly. Yes. But this other dude had no idea. I'm just very like, how sheltered was he for his life then? Right. It sounds he, like it's he a also sheltered could have been confused because he was on like the, in the attic. And, and so this That's, is where I also go. I was like, 
is taking a piss an East Coast thing, and that's why we all know it. But maybe like this military's from like you know they're pulling them from the fucking reserves from like Midwest or some bullshit. Yeah, I, I just think I it's kind assume. of like situational. It's like you're in a hazmat suit in a fucking like bell tower or something. Or no, I, now yeah. I could give that like, not like what does that mean, but like, wait, you're pissing upstairs in a fucking like yeah, loft? that's how like, I what the yeah. fuck, which is fine. But yeah, okay. But the funny still. thing is, for us, taking a piss is going to the bathroom, but where I think in Australia and England, taking a piss would mean getting drunk. Wouldn't that be Brody? getting pissed? No, or is it, or the, it, it's all piss, basically the piss same thing. Is, is the drink sometimes? Brody refers to it Having as a the piss, piss itself. I mean, Coors Light is pretty much, but well, yeah. Um, yeah okay, yeah. that's true. What the hell was that? Um, <laughs> just sound like a random scream. Awesome, it's the crazies. Uh, let's see. Was well, no, we, we just got a cat, so they're all just goofing around with the cat. Ah, so. fair enough. I'm trying well, to think. Is there any other questions? Um. Yo, do you think the doc was trying to really get his dick wet with that? Uh, yes. yes. To mock at the expense of or to be joking, taking the piss. Taking the piss. <laughs> That's a weird uh, phrase. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I, especially in this day and age, because that just sounds like some weird mouth pee porn or something like that. It does. <laughs> taking the piss. Hmm. Um, but yes, I honestly think that that doctor was definitely trying to get his dick wet. Mm hmm. Because she even asked, she's like, wait, are you saying, are you serious oh, right now? Or? Chad would be considered the piss taker as he is the, on the receiving end of many jokes. The piss taker. <laughs> the piss taker. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a terrible wrestling so name, but awesome on. at the same time. Oh my God, oh. we should have Chad like the undertaker, but the, the piss, piss taker. That could be a project ladder short film. The piss oh my God. At least oh my God. the dark hat in the trench coat, it's going to be yellow. Oh, it's me as Paul Bearer, and it's not an urn, it's a jar full of piss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a urinal. You have a urinal cake and like a small little. <laughs> no, no, it's not a jar. It's not the jar of piss it's those urinals you get oh the old folks home. Oh, Hogan, <laughs> I've got your urine now. <laughs> so wait wait like so you'd have to have all right so he'd be the piss taker you would be so like would bobby and i be like farouk and bradshaw but you would have to come up with some like piss fucking name <laughs> oh man or you could call like well he's he's the piss taker uh, I'm smelling a new T-shirt on this one. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Like, wait, wait, wait. Why don't you just call me Pain? P A N E. It's piss. <laughs> take out the K, and it's, it's instead of Kane, it's Pain. Oh my god! I don't know. It's just a whole Legion of Doom. Not the Legion of Doom, but what, what was the uh, the whole? Oh my. No, um, it was Legion. Of, no, no. There's yeah, a whole like bad yeah, guys, was, like a stable of bad guys in the yeah. Because it was it was uh it was what well, well, there was the brood, the which was the vampires, right? The Undertaker's like group of people, the acolytes. Yeah, the acolytes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. And like there was like mini groups in part of all like that encompassed the acolytes, <laughs> oh, <God>. right? <laughs> Can we play oh, that, dude? You gotta yeah. play that. Play it. Play it. We all, we all get it. Oh my goodness. So is anybody else? While well, he's loading that up. Does anybody else have any other questions? I don't think. I so. actually don't. Not for Dude, I was holding that piss. I was holding that piss one. Then there is taking the piss is when I um, make fun of you, pretty much. So there's those two there. But he could have been saying taking a piss 
was that even mean? As if to say, I've been in this suit for so fucking long. What does even taking a piss mean? And he's probably pissed himself numerous times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's uh, possible. It's very possible. <laughs> so he pretty much says the same thing we did, but oh, with, the, funny. with the theory that the guy pissed himself. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I guess I, I can live with that one then. <laughs> Not that. All right. Well, so I'll accept it. So if nobody else has got any questions, I think we're on to our uh, our main questions here. Let's get to it. Our Chad Daddy questions. Let's do this, gentlemen. What format did you watch it, and how was the quality? I actually watched it on Tubi. Uh, I didn't have the DVD in time. Oh, Ministry of Darkness. That's what we're thinking of, Chad. Uh, wait, but, the Acolytes was Farouk and Bradshaw, right? That was just yes. Yeah, the Ministry of oh, Darkness okay. was the out was Farouk and Bradshaw with the Undertaker. And the and brood, then, right? Which was uh, also no, because uh, no? I thought Christian, oh, yeah, no, the brood was there. Yep, the brood was in there. Christian then, Edge uh, and who was the Mabel? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, was it Mabel? Was that the name? Yeah, that was the main guy that came out and spit blood. Was Mabel? No, that no, that no, Gangrel. Gangrel, thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mabel is dude. the big dude, the big dude, like. King Mabel. Fucking. I'd have to look him up, dude. I honestly, I'm forgetting uh, that one. Wow. It's been a minute. Yeah. Industry of Darkness. Now I'm like, so um, I'm looking up wrestlers while we're doing this. It's like, oh, yeah. So Bobby watched it on Tubi. <laughs> I actually watched it on Amazon Prime. That's where I watched it too. And your set code named Trixie. It did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. I'm going to review it. I swore to God it popped up the crazies for me. Yeah, fruit punch or watermelon? Trixie. Ooh, fruit punch. Yeah. Fruit punch. You got to go the combo of all the fruits. <laughs> and i'm gonna say quality on prime was good yeah it was really good for a movie that old yeah it was really good yeah i don't think it was like a 4k restoration by any means but on a 4k tv it's still looking well it was it was cleaned up pretty nice there was i'm sure it was still full 1080 four yeah brand new 4k restoration from original pcm negative <laughs> really that's that was like a that was a that was like a low 20 for that one right 22 <laughs> Will yeah, you pick that up for nice. nice 22 bucks. Very nice. I like mono mono audio. The only way to All watch right. it, right? Continuing on, gentlemen, douche of the movie. Ooh, um, Ooh. the American I'm military. That's what I was thinking. Like, the military <laughs> itself could be the um, douche. Yeah. those yeah. three dudes sitting in a boardroom eating oranges and sandwiches. The guy that like, said about the radiation scenario, okay. So do those three dudes, maybe it was just me, but those three dudes reminded me of the two guys from Cabin in the Woods. Oh, like yeah. Like oh, same I, scenario. I, 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 like, that. I can see that. Yeah. Like those two it was, assholes. Because like I, every time I kind of go, kept going back to them, I always kind of found those scenes funny in a weird fucked up way. Oh, like, no, no. They are no, absolutely you're, you're hilarious. You're supposed to. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was just like, I just, I love that dude like peeling an orange and they're just like, yeah, we can just fucking nuke the town. And it's like, dude, like it's just so nonchalant. <laughs> To say it's very nonchalant is an understatement. Here's a big question for you. Did they nuke the town? I want to say yes, to be honest with you. They got the they got the major out of there. So I figured once they got okay, him so, out of there, it was done. So here's the but. thing. I was talking to Sarah about this. So they already knew that it was in the water supply and that it spread Correct. to other towns. They sent him in there to get him experience on to wrangle that up so they could put him to town to town to town because they already knew it was already beyond their control. Right, so, so that's what I'm saying. Did they nuke yes. it? Yes, I'd say they did. Again, Romero films don't end well. They're not happy endings because, you know, no. life isn't fucking happy. So that's just, how your cinema should end. It just seemed... I didn't expect it 
the credits to roll when he was getting picked up by the helicopter. You know what I mean? I figured like they would have pulled How? away. Okay. Like, no, no, no. I just, I didn't know. There's no other ending to me. I mean, well, this- I think this is where the 2010 tried to give you that ending, but they fucked it up because oh, they yeah. gave you the nuke, but it was just CGI poop. And- hey, how- Chad, how did day of the dead end? Day of the Dead. Oh wow, that's been a minute, dude. Ends that, with them on the. Um, they just, they, yeah, they leave the bunker on the island. And it just completely fills in with zombies, if I remember correctly. Does, yeah, they break down all the cages around the bunker, yeah. right? Wait, which day? You mean the original? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the one. No, that rem- well, remember, well, remember, it ends with them on the island and him fucking casting out. There were nobody around. I think there was a remake of Day of the Dead with like Nick Cannon, but it was like yeah, straight to video, so that doesn't count. It ends with the zombies yeah, I it filling in the in hole, it, it. but then it catches the three of them on an island somewhere. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. At the end, so of that's like island. a that's like a semi happy ending somewhat. Oh no, it's it's been a minute, but I'm really looking forward to watching it again this year. Because yeah, as I say, really, it's coming up. It's a really stand up movie. I love it. Um, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, okay. So going back to the question, I thought they got nuked. That's what I kind of took it as. I was Everybody like, yeah, dies, there. bro. Right, like pretty much. But they were just like, no, let's just wipe this town out, and so then we'll just deal with the next one, essentially. But mm-hmm. sounds like uh, to Return of the Living Dead. Mm. All right. So did everybody pick douche? Steve just yeah. uh, booked Bobby Mackey's music world. What? Bo- huh? Steve just booked Bobby Mackey's music world for an Dude, that place is haunted as hell. Nice. Yeah, yes, Ghost Adventures have been there a couple of times. Shout oh, out that's... to uh, somewhat supernatural. Yeah. I was going to give a you... shout out to everybody, Scuba Steve. That's Scuba, right. you go there. I, I want. I want to report. I want to hear what you get there, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, continuing on. Favorite kill, gentlemen. Old Bro, lady. Priest killing. Priest killing himself. I, I, I was. I was back and forth. I was going to say the priest, but I got to go with the old lady. Old with the lady needles. She wasn't even sick, motherfucker. Mm-mm. She was just well, pissed. The reason why I, I think she she was a little tweaked, but she wasn't like in like I don't know if she oh was no, full she, out was, she was fighting back. She was fighting back. Why? Why? Right, she why was in that weird the, early. Why get worked up if you don't need to in situations? Yeah, that's Fair. true. You don't have to. Uh, I she picked the, the bugs. Excuse me. I picked the priest because I think this is one of the first times that you literally see somebody basically set themselves on fire for so, some was, sort of utter reason. Like, and I found I just find it so bizarre. I like to well, think was, that this is where they got the idea for the happening. And there were so many people that could just randomly got shot in this film. It was impossible to keep track. Oh, my God, dude. Like, I think that's why the granny one sticks out so much. Hold on, guys. Oh, I'm muting my mic real quick. Hold on. Okay. You can just hit M on your keyboard, buddy. Got you. I got you, Chad. Just give me a thumbs so, up and I'll unmute you. Yeah, man. I'm going to. Dude, I got to say granny just because it was like. I was trying to come up with some kind of word, like funny line where it would be like needle point. Bah! Like. But, dude, that was the. We're good. And then, not only that, but I'm gonna say just uh, the headshot of um, Clank was pretty nasty too. Oh yeah, that was a pretty nasty. Hey, shot. do you guys notice that uh, there is a headshot on one of the hazmat bros? Yes, there is. Yeah, he gets fucking. His head collapses. It's fucking brutal. It's like, something it's, about. It, it's a quick shot. He pokes his head up and just. So would you consider this yellow blood? With how red it is, this is, is it this not? is this is Romero seventies blood. Okay. Yeah, because I'll just say like the contrast between the blood on the fucking white 
HVAC suits, dude, are fucking, or Tyvek suits are fucking amazing. Yeah, like, I love it. Really popular. It's bright as can be. Speaking of uh, wrestling, uh, Gangrel used to spit blood on his white shirt. Yeah. All the, every, and it was always a puffy shirt, too. Yes. Yes, it was. A good old Seinfeld puffy shirt. shirt. (laughs) He said, he said, he was the first ever pirate in wrestling entertainment history. I don't want to be a pirate. He said now that he's an independent wrestler, he makes the people who run the, the events pay for the T-shirts if he wants that, if they want him to do that, because they're like 75 bucks a piece because of all the, the fluffiness and shit. So, <laughs> but couldn't they easily just turn around and sell that shit after the fact? Or like, That's, you know, what That's what he does. That's what he does. I was going to say, OK, I was going to yeah. say, like, dude, he could definitely make a mint off of what that. He, what he does is he, he'll sell, he'll sign it and then give it back and then they'll sell it. That's there you go. Fucking nice. perfect, dude. Mm-hmm. Love it. Not bad. So, best scene, gentlemen. I think the scene where the 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 very not the, the very beginning of the movie, but when the military just starts rolling into the town, and you see some of the townspeople fighting back, and especially that shootout, where there was that one guy just shooting at all the fucking military. That was great because you were waiting for that the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, how is yeah. nobody packing? And they showed the one guy reaching for his gun cabinet, and they were like, no, and then yeah, okay. And he, the, sh- mm. the shift when i say the shift the point in the movie where it goes from everything's cool to they're killing people now and i'm talking the tense scene of them in that one room together with like a bunch of hazmat dudes bunch of army dudes and the cops and the doctors and then they get into a big argument and then the one guy tries to disarm them and it turns into like this really fucking realistic tense ass scene that ends in a cop getting shot and they all oh, gun. Yeah. Gun. Gun. Gun even. and they hold him up while he bleeds and then they drop him and just leave him there like fucking nothing, it is dude. just fucking insane how well that shot it's super effective you know it's just romero just a prime example of how awesome of a filmmaker he is that's a good that's that's you know what i look i'm not gonna agree that's my favorite scene but that is a damn good scene because you're right it does definitely change the dynamic of the movie at that point because now you're like now they're shooting people now right now they are like it was kind of coming in and it was almost like comedic how chaotic it was like Mm -hmm. just the way everything was fucking rolling out in the beginning but yeah i'm gonna have to say my favorite scene is the field where they're all shooting each other and the lady comes in sweeping, dude. Because like, <laughs> I mean, not just the lady sweeping, because that was a great ending to that whole like, what the fuck? But dude, just how those guys were literally just running into bullets into the into the military, and they didn't care. And then the military started getting their, you know what I mean? Like, it was just a bad news bear situation. I would have to say, my favorite is when you see all the guys in the hazmat suits burning the bodies. But then the one guy in the hazmat suit like freaks out and they set him on fire. That was where they killed the parents and the mom comes out, right? Because Mm -hmm. that to me is at that point, you see the chaos among, you see the chaos kind of among the military that even they're like, you know, most of them because they say like, we don't even know what the fuck this is. And now we had to, and then they did that to their own guy. Like to me, besides getting the people of the town like at the point where you had to basically take your own there that's a little bit of a a, oh shit moment i think which is funny because they took that dude out faster who's like one of their own versus the fucking hippie chick who was just like you know what i mean kind of like yeah like circle jerking around they're like you shoot her like no you shoot her yeah like seriously they didn't want that on their hands somebody else look at the steel city con in june 
can't see. We can't see, see a cowboy hat. Coral. Oh, they brought no Coral shit. back. Yeah, I know Coral. Oh boy, he's been there a couple times. Nice. So uh, I feel like I already know the answer to this one. But did uh, the the opening scene hook you in? Oh yeah, without a doubt. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally not at all. What? So so let let's uh, Romero's approach to this. So let's let's ease you into a setting. Let's make you feel somewhat familiar and safe. And then nope, fuck you up. Flip it upside down. Yep. Yeah. Especially because you don't know that's the dad at first until like, you know what I mean? They find the mom dad, and then he's like, oh wait father which threw me off but you know yeah at first i was like wait what that's no father mother um <laughs> have some more please right no dude that once again man romero just makes it so he just gives us some weird fucked up situations dude he's the best like, my man yeah, i mean it's always weird seeing little kids in horror movies especially being exposed to like their dead parents and shit i don't know why that kind of no, always just it hits me but a little bit. He's one of the few directors that is that manages to create. Ah, hold on. <laughs> he's one of, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? He's one of the few directors that it manages cr- to create proper suspense without relying on Hitchcockian style. If that makes sense. No, that's fine. It makes perfect sense, actually. Yes. Argento and De Palma use that a lot in their films. Romero relies on a sense of realism and a sense of you know he, he uses uses that low budget style of guerrilla filmmaking. And just I don't know, just the way he's so composed. fucking well, dude. Well, I know it's way, so yeah, strange. He, oh. he does it. He does, it, he does do it very well. Again, I could watch Ken Forey shoot zombies on a nice oh, hockey bro. ring all day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> watch anything Ken Forey's in. Exactly. <laughs> Give me more monologues, bro. <sighs> dude, if you get see, I mean, and yes, we had both characters in it, but I need the eye patch doctor and Ken Forhee in the same scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, yes. Oh, I need a 25-minute scene of just them going back and forth. <laughs> see, now the doctor would be like the cool, not the cool calm collected, not like that, but he would be like the more like, I have this, and Ken Forhee would be like, fuck you, we got this shit, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, what's the next one, gentlemen? This is going to be a tough one. Best, best tits, tits. Hottest girl, hottest best girl. dick. Well, mm. I say the woman that was with our main lead there. Uh, her, Judy? Her. Absolutely. Uh, I like hippie. me. I'm not going to lie, dude. I thought the crazy hippie, I thought the crazy hippie chick was like the cutest, dude. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I'm uh, with John. Yeah, uh, boy! And then, I mean... David was pretty handsome, but he needed to fucking shave that goddamn unibrow because that was yeah, he pissing did. me off, dude. I was like, yeah. bro, just take a fucking yeah. <laughs> but actually, yeah. you know what? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the doctor. I was gonna say, yeah, we gotta go give it to Doctor Watts, uh, Mister Richard France, because yeah. he's a handsome gentleman. He's actually, got a very yeah, nice I'll beard. Yeah, he pulls off the sweater very nicely. I was thinking very, of very elegant. Yeah, dude, it's all about that sweater, man. <laughs> cashmere. Very, very. <laughs> of, co- of, wait, of course, it's cashmere. That's right. What's that, that red, red dot, dot in the middle of it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, TJ, who you got, buddy? Yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. unibrow kind of makes you not kind of sweat over that guy. But uh, I don't know, crazy doctor dude's got that got that daddy stuff going on for him. A little bit. Yeah. I kind of want him to uh, read me some monologues. 
They I must be destroyed Patrick. on sight. Yeah. No, dude, he, he fucking just gives a good monologue all the time, dude. It's great. He does. He really does. That's why Romero had to pull him back for Dawn of the Dead, dude. You know what I mean? They're just like, he, he was so good. Like, nope, we got to have that again. Now yeah. I'm like trying to think like, now I think like, is he in <laughs> Day of the Dead too? But I'm like, no, he's not. No. No, no we got we got plenty of uh, character in that from other things. Oh, uh, yeah. So did the score set the mood? I don't really remember a score from this movie or was I must not have been paying attention to that. There isn't one. Other there, than the song play. there was some music, but yeah, for the most part, it was that main song's pretty fucking fire, though. Whatever it's called. Hold up, I got a big bird coming. Uh, Ooh. Uh, oh, that god, I did that off. Uh, that, that wasn't a too big one there. Okay. Yeah, you're lucky. It sounded, kind of, it sounded right foamy, there. actually. Yeah, a little foamy. <laughs> A little, little bit of carbonation. In there. A little on the top there. It's like when you have that root beer burp and it burns your nose. Burr. Oh, yeah. It kind of cleans yeah. you out a little bit. What is that new? What the fuck is that song? I was going to say, because if you can find the name of that song, I'm just going to say that's the best song. Yeah. 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 So why, don't we just say, so why don't we just say that song? We don't know the title to. That song. <laughs> I like yeah, that. That is. DJ is referring to. Is it, the best it, song. Just it plays. It plays on the on the Blu-ray menu. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, nice. oh so yeah. now see that they just buy the Blu-ray and listen to that all mm-hmm. day long. Once again, if you listen to Lights, Camera, Exploitation, uh, we 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 sing the praises of Arrow. So yeah, they just- do. <laughs> yeah, they fucking do. Well, what? It's it's, it's pretty much Arrow versus uh Criterion. Criterion this yeah. Point. Like nobody else fucking. Uh, Nobody else competes. Oh, by the way, speak, <laughs> speaking of Arrow, I do have a couple of Arrow releases coming my way, guys. Yeah? You yeah. Get that, what um, was it, the Arrow Easter sale or whatever? East, yeah, and I didn't pick up pick up any of their horror films either. Really? I, I, oh, picked up Steelbook, I picked up the limited edition Steelbook of Weird Science. Nice. Oh, yeah, I saw that they had Weird it. And, and, and Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Flash Gordon. You guys have no clue. It's It's... I like the Queen soundtrack of Flash. That's what Gordon. I was just about to say. I so love weird. the fact that Queen did the fucking song. That movie's that. so intentionally cheesy. Oh, yeah. Talk about talk about the best. That was the best comment of the week, of, um, guys. Comment of the week. <laughs> fucking a for you audio <laughs> listeners. Jalapeno, jalapeno poppers and root beer makes my dick hard. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Amone. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Mister Calzone. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got half of one left for me up in the fridge because I got it. That is your nickname from now on, Mr. Calzone. Yo, I don't know if you guys caught this, but I threw Brody off, dude. Yeah, on Friday when we did our fucking intros, dude. He was just like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> so you know, we've been doing this with TJ for a while now, dude, and TJ definitely uh, the style rubs off a little bit. So I had to introduce myself as the Fluffmaster Supreme, the one who knows the combos to make Sindel scream. And he was just like... <laughs> like, you could just see the look in his fucking face. Like, what the fuck, dude? Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Fucking A. That's right. right. Damn. <laughs> so I think we are okay. on favorite character. No, we did... Oh no, we didn't do that. No, we didn't. Um, yeah, we just. Got I there. like Unibrow Green Beret because I think he's fucking rad, and like he said, he's he's a, the action guy of uh, Evan City. Uh, yeah, it's just and rad. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll he, yeah, he's a good lead. Yeah, I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, 
I mean, he takes control of a pretty shitty situation and he does a lot more than we could even say we would do ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'd be gone. That's for sure. <laughs> Again, that comes so, from the Green Beret training. I'm sure. This is this is a tough one because I felt like everybody did a really good job in this. And I did like him as the lead action guy. And like, you know, but he wasn't so much that his buddy kind of like gave him, you know, his buddy. Not, oh, his dynamic was almost like that guy on The Walking Dead's dynamic with that dude that fucks his wife. Uh, oh, um, Punisher oh, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, Shane, yeah, Punisher yeah. guy. Um, Shane. They, yeah. they had a dynamic like, hey, you guys are buddies, but there's like a tension, especially whenever he gets like uh Right in the beginning, he says. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, he's like, you picked the wrong guy. Like, they, you know what I mean? So there was already that, like, they were fighting over Judy or whatever. Fucking mm. yeah, Judy. But and then when he tackles him and gets sick, he's like, dude. I like I liked yeah. him though when he was starting to go crazy because he, he was already getting the idea he was going crazy. Yeah. And he took out those yeah, five said, dudes. Oh, my head's not feeling right. Right. And he took out those five military guys. But I liked that he still had enough like decency in him that where he like took out the dad when he was like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Like he just played a great. It's hard, dude, because I love the doctor, too. You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> that doctor was swamped, I, I, I say they all pr- did pretty well in the parts they had. Yeah. I'm going to go to go the doctor, though, for if I got to pick one favorite. Can't go. Fair enough. All right. Was it scary? Yes, yeah, terrifying. And yeah, uh, in terms of hitting home, yeah, yeah, I would say yeah. As and it definitely uh, because it's definitely carries over into our next question too, which we'll get to momentarily. You know what's it's weird? A, it's a movie that does and can predict real life. It's really not oh, that far. Easily off. happen. So obviously, yes, I'm agreeing with you, gentlemen. I'm saying yes to this question. This is two weeks in a row we've actually had movies to where we've all said they've been scary. I know Chad wasn't here last week, so he technically didn't get his input on it. Right. But for Scuba Steve being here, but for Hell House, we, it was yeah. Scuba, the bad yeah. thing is with everything that happened, I didn't even get a chance to watch the movie. Because if you ever get a chance, dude, I think you should shutter, definitely no. give it. A, I think you should I've definitely it, yeah. give it a chance to. No, it's, it's, it's on Prime. Shutter. It's on Shutter. Is not the director's cut, though. Yes, it is. Are you sure? I thought it was the normal one. I'm positive it's director's, dude. All right. It's ninety. Su- it's later. ninety. Pl- it's ninety plus minutes. Director's cut is ninety-seven minutes. I thought the director's cut was one hundred and ten. I thought it was ninety-seven. No, that was the original. Then they added seven minutes. Then they added three minutes more. There's two director's cuts technically. So then, so then, so then they messed it up themselves. We went all this on last one week. Website. Well, um, go, listen, go listen to last week's episode. Yeah, just <laughs> whatever. Continue. So does it hold up today? Uh, my God, does it hold up today? It's especially oh, yeah. relevant in today's society with what's going on with COVID. Almost too scary to hold up today. Yeah, that's... Uh, you're just like, wow, fuck, dude. <coughs> there, okay. oh, John, your wife just there, chimed in. There she is. <laughs> the yeah! Thank minutes. you, Jennifer. Thank you, Bubbies. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> awesome. She does like to watch us here and there. Yeah, those are the, the laterettes. The, the the wives that have to sit back and watch all the movies and know just as much about us. They do yeah. about as, as us. They yeah. they they trudge through the bad stuff and <laughs> Sarah watches with us. Sarah watched this with me. Hell yeah! What she think? She like it? Oh yeah! She she's nice. like this is Steph watched the, Steph watched about half of it because I started it this morning and she was still asleep. Ah yeah. Yeah, that's me and the wife's uh, Sunday night tradition. Usually, once the kid goes to bed at like eight eight thirty, boom, movie on. That's that's usually our tradition too. But we got caught up watching the the hockey game, and I said, "Screw it, I'll watch this." In the morning. 
morning. I played uh, finally Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Nice. nice, acting phenomenal. I think we all can agree. Yeah, yeah. acting was great. Hundred percent. Can't. I got nothing you, bad to say about him. Even the dumb extras who are just like, "Hey, just go act nuts and start pushing each other around." Done. <laughs> Perfect. It fit the movie perfectly. Yeah. You know, do you think that maybe the girl that was uh, sweeping the grass, like the only direction they gave that whole crew was just act crazy, and she's like, "I'm gonna fucking, I'm just gonna fucking sweep grass." You know what? In my head, yeah. yes. <laughs> they just allowed people to do what they wanted to do. And she just came in with, a. I mean, I don't think she was the only one coming in there with a broom. I think there was another couple people, but she was the only one sweeping. I think everybody else was like holding it like a fucking weapon. Like, you know, yeah. Some, something. You usually see stuff like this happening in Florida. God damn it. And this is, pre- <laughs> and, and that's, uh, and that's pre, and that's pre. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Next question. Bath salts. This is uh, the uh, cinematography question, mm. to which we usually defer to the expert, Mr. Yeah. DJ Bowser. DJ. Okay, guys. So once again, we find ourselves with the Romero film, and a, and a guy that manages to capture a sense of realism that no other director could possibly ever capture. And this film, perfect example of that. There is a style of guerrilla filmmaking mixed with cinema like this cinematic composition that just meshes so well. And he captures chaos in such a unique way that's stylistically recognizable whenever it's on screen. Uh, fuck. I just touched my, yeah, you can't, you can't what's going on. We had a broke. You're good over there. Everybody's just throwing us all off our game. here. <laughs> Sorry. Br- Brody said, just killed the whole conversation for us. <laughs> but anyway, he has a style that's uh, you, totally recognizable on screen, especially some of the more, um, let's say intensive scenes. I think that he manages to build suspense in a super unique way. Uh, especially through editing. I think that this film, like, like we said, the aforementioned scene of the cops all in the, uh, that one room with the, uh, the army Doctor. folk. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. And a lot can be attributed to editing and just the way some of the stuff is composed. Like even the shot of the kid walking from the bathroom into the, uh, the kitchen, uh, the camera was set up. So it captured that whole hallway and that whole thing is just very thoughtful. He, he captures Evan city in such cool ways. It's, it's rad. And you can't even oh. tell it's the same movie. Well, the same town is, no. uh, since you brought up Evan city, I, I had to, I have to mention this. I got a good laugh out of when it's showing scenes of the town, like in the daylight and it showed the one storefront and the sign said, uh, market. Uh-huh. Now, what's funny about that is I graduated with a kid. His name is Sean Schofel. Uh His <laughs> family back then, like the, his, the Schofel family owned like half the town. So there was Schofel's really? market. There was Schofel's this, Schofel's that. That's awesome. Uh, now, today it's completely different. But yeah, yeah it's then, all, his family owned a large different. percentage that's of the pre- town itself. That's pretty cool. I like that. So to add on to like what TJ said, dude, I think one of at least my favorite like camera angle shots, and you got at least like twice that I think of, was throwing bodies on the fire. Yep, they did yeah. it so well, dude. Like, and the second time you got actually the, like, I thought the mom was dead, but then you hear her scream. So I was like, Oh, never mind. Like that mm-hmm. fucking sucks even more. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It just looked great, dude. Like they really like, it looked like Again, really he captures up, yeah. some, he captures violence in such unique way. I just wonder like if the way they did it is like, so he had a stationary and then they had like a plank 
like I'd have to see the shot again. Them, and then yeah. they like throw them under the plane because it looks like they throw them fucking throw them right in fire. So. See, this would be a cool thing to do with some of my director friends. Mm. Is to look at shots and then try to explain them. Same with some of the special effects guys. I did. I've done it on Rabbit Hole before with Nightmare on Elm Street films. So, dude, I should have Mick on there talking about MK when it comes up finally. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He'll talk about the Scorpion's Lair. Well, that's what all I need call- him to talk about. That's all he did. Did he call- what did he call that effect where they where they warp into Scorpion's Lair again? Sky um, Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what, when Johnny Cage does a shadow kick and then they yeah, yeah they warp it. <laughs> they couldn't come up with an idea of how they get into the next scene it's like Listen, something man, opens you know up what? and pulls them in fucking sky pussy I love that movie but that fight scene like the decor in that is just phenomenal oh yeah the fact that when I found out movie. that that was Mick dude when you brought me into this whole network and everything like it was just like mind fucking blown dude I was like what it was just, I don't know. That's, so cool. That's the only the thing, thing he did on that film, though. So The funny thing is the two best fight scenes in that film are that. That and the Liu Kang versus Reptile. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that was just added in because they needed an extra fight scene to pad it out a little bit. Correct. So yes. the two best scenes weren't even originally like that in the film. Nope. And that's why it's classic. Premise. Yes, love it. Love it and hate it, it, dude, because it scares the shit out of me. Love and hate it because we're kind of going through a similar situation. Well, and I was going to say this before, but um, this movie kind of reminds me. Did you guys watch watch the 90s movie Outbreak? Mm -hmm. That was the monkey one, right? This movie is almost kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is almost the same thing. If you, you know, obviously, because when you were talking about, I love it how that that seems to be the solution in the movies, although I wouldn't doubt that it would be done in real life to some degree, to somehow get rid of old shit like that. You see what you you get what I'm saying? So, like, this movie and that movie mirror a lot of shit that could happen during a pandemic stage of this. Well, something like that did happen because. Yeah, something like that did happen with uh, at least with the mass graves that they had in uh, was in New York. Yes, mm-hmm. but I, but they weren't burned. Were no, they, they weren't all. burned. You're talking no, about in, just... uh, you're talking about last year. Yeah, the man. Uh, yeah. that was right down in the fucking Grand Central. Uh, wasn't that in Central Park? No, I don't think it was in Central Park. Not Central yeah, Park. No. Ward. All right, never mind. <laughs> I don't want to go too deep into that. <laughs> no, that's how we can. Fantastic, dude. But We're yes, already walking on the razor's edge, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We're already walking. That guy. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> anyway. So... Now that brings us to the three R's, which is kind of. Uh, uh, Take one out. It's already remade. I, w- I would yeah, be wanting to But did it need it? It didn't need uh, it, but, uh, it wait. but it wasn't unwelcome. And no. Romero was there as a producer. Yes, he was. Okay. Well, I mean, for me, I would say for re- rewind it. I would rewind this and the remake. All the yeah, rewind this. And, yeah. And you know what? Rewind. I will say after watching this for, you know, now I do want to rewatch the remake because it's been yeah. fucking 11 years since I've we seen have it, the so. remake. It's, it's on the list. We have the remake a remake on the list this year. And a cinema. Yep, we do. Oh, wow. We're already covering the remake this year, too. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you picked this. So TJ picked the remake for, uh, for his pick. Did you not here. get the note? I was like, hey, we're going to do all Barbero films this year. You, no, you I got that, that but I oh, didn't okay. know. Uh, oh, we're doing a 4th of July weekend, boys. 
Oh, nice. Oh, shit. Wow, that's yeah. actually going to be closer than... Okay. Uh-huh. I was expecting more of like a fall. No. Nice. That's going to be cool. Dude, we got a lot of sequels in this year, and it's there's some good ones. Ooh, Ooh the rest of this month. Oh, we got some we got some banger of an episodes coming up, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's rate this, then you can tackle me. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I'm going to give this a 4.3. Hmm. 3.6. Three point eight. I'll give it a three point five. I was going to go three point two, but I thought it'd be a three point five. Three point eight. You have to write that down here. I would say that's actually very. I would say that's very fair. Yeah, I agree. Nice, very nice. My rating is based on the scope of Romero films. <laughs> I mean, like I thought the beginning of the movie was definitely like. A little nuts, but at the same time, you got to think of the situation. It's going to be fucking chaotic as hell. So it's kind of represents it very, you know, mm-hmm. very fair. But all right. And what was Brody? Brody was a 3.2. So he was 3.2. Too far yeah. Very mm-hmm. nice. All righty. So uh, what do we got next week there, Chadwick? Oh, this week, the next episode TJ's been waiting for. We mm-hmm. finally tackle prom night That's right. two. <laughs> Hello, Mary. This is going to be fun. High score. I have not seen it in a dog's age. I'm with Bobby. This is gonna be uh, me popping my cherries on this bad boy. Nice. You got, I don't think we'd be disappointed. The whole time. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Where, we, where can we find that bitch? I didn't even look that up. Shutter. I think it's on Shutter. Shutter. Like and I found it on demand somehow. Oh, there's a Joe Bob episode on demand, of course. Oh, that'd be a fun one. That'd be a fun yeah, way to a, watch. There's it. a Joe Bob episode. Just watch the Joe Bob episode. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Done. But yeah, guys, after that, guess what's after prom night two? We literally just brought it up on this episode. Was it Dawn of the Dead? What? Or Day, Day of the, the Dead. Dead. Yep. Day of the, oh, shit. Okay, so that's in two weeks. Yeah. Our, next, our next few episodes, we got prom night two, Day of the Dead, Event Horizon, Pet Cemetery, mm. Tremors 2, yeah. Alien 3, Land of the Dead. Sweet. So for my birthday, I get Mary Lou. For Brody's birthday, we get fucking done. Nice. Very nice. Gonna be Good sweet. choices. Gonna be sweet, gentlemen. By the oh, way, happy. Of, by the way, you were gonna say probably the same thing. Happy belated yes. to Mr. Cameron. Yes. Mila. I, I was actually gonna say that today is my daughter's eleventh birthday. Oh, happy birthday! Well, to happy her. birthday to her. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. And uh, happy birthday to Mr. Cameron Miller. A few days late, but we already, you know, we already. Uh, Wish him a happy he said it in our chat. group chat like we always do. That's true. That is very true. All righty. So uh, Jen yeah. needs to record a video for us to play on the air of Tremors. Yeah. yeah. Dude, <laughs> I should get my kids to do that, too, because Harper yeah. loved the first Tremors. Like, she likes a lot of the movies that we watch. But, dude, she's just like me, man. She loves the Tremor series, dude. Like, it's... Oh, by the way, thank good. you so much, TJ, because of, because of you and you guys' love for Tremors, I did get that uh, the limited edition Blu-ray. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Right now, that is sweet. It, it is, is wonderful. Dude, the art, that is fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Hey, did you guys... Speaking of which, before we go, did you and... Uh, did you guys do the uh, comics and kaijus for... Gorilla versus, no, uh, no, Gorilla I talked to Cameron. Devil. We're going to try doing it at a later time. We might do it later this week or we might do it next that week. That might be an episode of podcast to be announced then. <gasps> it could be. Have you announced that on anything else yet? 
No, I'm gonna wait till pre-production's done. And oh, we'll, okay, uh, fair, fair. Yeah, because fair. it's it's quite the undertaking. So I think gonna it's gonna be, be phenomenal. That, that's gonna be an inch. Yeah. Wild card. Uh, you guys want to finish <laughs> off this episode with some trivia? Yeah, let's I'll do, do this. a cocktail. I got, I, got, I, got, I got a few minutes, so let's do it. Yeah. We did this last week, and Scoob and I were just like, all right, we're going to sit over here in the loser circle while Bobby just answers these things. <laughs> 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 Fuck it, eh? That's why I was like, like yo, before- Chad and Bobby can go back and forth. I'm just going to sit here and sit my it's like It's like before he had the question, I was like, it's this. It's like, I didn't give it. It's like, it's this. <laughs> okay. Bobby which horror film, which horror movie led to the MPAA's PG-13 rating? <gasps> which horror film or which film? Which horror film? Gremlins. Yeah. Yes. Because that could also be argued uh, for uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom at the same time. Yeah, they both released real close together. Mm. Yeah, they're they're literally what a year apart or something. It was eighty-six. Follow-up question: What other horror film released the same weekend as Gremlins? Ghoulies. Mm -mm. (laughs) Was it? um, You should know this. Was it? Oh fuck! Um, I should know this. You should know this, especially. You said horror film. Technically, horror. Probably Ghostbusters. Well, that'd be eighty-four. Yeah. Oh, See, I, I mean, Ghostbusters could have been way more horror if they kept it the way they wanted to. Yeah, yeah that's true. I still consider it comedy myself, it's, but I, but it has a lot of horrific elements. It still falls under the Dude, horror category. If they kept the honeymooner scene, oh. then yes. Then absolutely, it would have been on one hundred percent horror because hey, that's- see, whatever happened with. I know they found the footage of the Civil War ghost, but it hasn't been released. They found that like two years ago, and it was supposed to have been. Uh, they were going to remaster it and release it at some point. So I'm guessing. Be- okay, so we just had the thirty fifth anniversary of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think they're waiting to the fortieth? I think either the 40th or you're going to see a re-release after um, the November release of the new one there mm-hmm. of uh, Afterlife. Yeah, which I'm already me and my buddies are already uh, thinking up of uh, RC Roombas with little Stay Puffs all over them. <laughs> <laughs> We've already been hitting the info bank. They're like, all right. They're like, how do you do this? I'm like, simple. Get a fucking dead Roomba. Take the shell off. Put it on a cheap ass RC car. Go buy little mini puff figures and glue them. Done. There you go. Yeah, yeah, because they have a whole shitload uh, of those mini puff figures coming out. Dude, I'm I'm probably gonna get them all. They're fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they're I, ran, it's gonna be they're like little blind bag things. So I don't care, dude. I'm just gonna go up and literally buy take the whole fucking package. I'll take like this, this case, this, this yep. case. I need at least the one with the sunglasses and the umbrella, dude. Like he just needs to be chilling right here on my computer the whole. You don't time. want the Terminator Two one of it melting in the in the thumb, dude. There's so many good ones though. Like I want the one that he's all on fire. I want the fuck it, ah, oh, dude. I want the one with the rocket ta- uh, strapped to his back. <laughs> I can't wait. Wow. So I think that whole lead up, dude, is literally like I think that's gonna go right to the terror dog scene that we saw in the original trailer. I think he's going to leave the supermarket after like that shit goes down. And then that's when it's going to get like either he turns in maybe to the new Lewis Tully or it just starts getting a little bit darker. Just my thoughts. Either way, hopefully it's good. I, dude, I love Paul Rudd and yeah. I think um, Ivan Reitman's son, he is Jason Reitman has done a fucking hell of a job for like what he's trying to do with this movie. So I think it's it's going to be what we should have got back in 2016. I'm going to say let's, that. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's okay. not. More let's trivia. Not go. More trivia. 
More trivia. Finish the quote. Agnes, it's me. <sighs> Fuck. Oh, dude, I know me. this. I actually know this. Oh, God damn it. Agnes, it's me. I know this. I do a hell of an impression. I'm going to have to pull out on this one. I don't know. Agnes, it's me, Billy. Oh, damn it. Oh, that was the giveaway right there. Good old Black Christmas. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sitting say, there, I'm like, we knew all Agnes, dude. I'm like, fuck, man. You have to say fucking Billy. Oh, damn. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one, buddy. This horror gem is about a killer who will appear if you say his name loud enough. Once he hears it, the violent murders will begin. What is the name of this film? Loud Can't enough. Mean. No, that's that's not oh, loud, loud enough. That's not um Bingo, Chad. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh that's that's a great at the fucking too. house. Dude, I have to rewatch that. I we should. Dude, it's that I should swap that out. I need I to watch that again. I, I the way I, I, I know, know, dude. I need to make her watch yeah. Blood Rage too. I know she'll love Blood Rage. That's a what Thanksgiving th- classic though. Here's, here's one. What film starred an actor who actually did not know he was acting in a horror movie? <gasps> we Shining? discussed this. We've talked about this. Yes, yes, Chad. Yes, yes. we have. It was the boy, right? The little kid. Yep. What Very infamous nice. episode of the X Files was banned from television? Oh, it was the fucking inbred oh, free one. Uh, home. home. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That one. I didn't know that was that. an easy one. Uh, Still love that episode. It's so fucking. Mm. What's the name of the summer camp from the first Sleepaway Camp film? Arawak Camp Arawak. Yes. Damn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's been a minute since I've seen Sleep. I didn't even get a gear turning before Bobby got that fucking. Who did Captain Elliot Spencer become? The Hell Priest. Yes. AKA I'm, like, I'm like, why am I drawing a blank for the name for some reason? I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, he got it. Uh-huh. What is Randy Meek's favorite scary movie? Halloween. No. Yes. No, not Halloween. If Chad gets it, I'm going to be mad. It's been a minute. I haven't seen Scream in forever. Okay. Scream. Hmm. Showgirls. (laughs) Is it really? (laughs) (laughs) He said that as a joke, though. (laughs) Showgirls is taunting the killer. (laughs) (laughs) I would have not got that one. I should have guessed you were going that route. That's been a more trivia. It's been a minute since I've watched Screen. I, I scream. I gotta go back then. Oh, oh that was a good one. That was, was actually Scream Two. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, he said that in Scream Two. That was right that was right before he got killed. All I remember about Scream Two is that Jerry O'Connell was in it. That's literally uh, it. <laughs> John, I would talk to you about his YouTube channel. He he goes in depth of his choices of why he shaved his facial hair the way he did, because that's how he felt. His character would progress in college. That makes sense. <laughs> reason. Yeah. No, honestly, yeah, that's, yeah. That's... He's like the way I did my sideburns. It was to make me look more menacing. God damn it! You're gonna make me go watch the Scream series just because of Jamie Kennedy now. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> like, what the fuck? Okay, so next week, guys, stay tuned for another episode of the Gormore Podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most, and see you next week. This is your Dark Lord of Knowledge, a.k.a. Chad Daddy, saying, I'll see you next week, bitches. This is your Fluff Master Supreme, Big Johnny D, saying, see you later, Gorehounds. This is your Killing Machine, Bobby Moan, saying, fucking kill you next week.
Ooh. Mm.